good evening and welcome back to another episode of Paranormal Gateway Paratalk, where we discuss all things paranormal. Um, we are your hosts. I'm Teresa. This is Scott. And tonight we, we will be discussing different kinds of spirits at some of America's haunted breweries, distilleries, and wineries with our very special guest this evening, Amanda, Amanda Woomer. And I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. Scott says I am, so I better be. <laughs> um, Amanda is, uh, she is a writer. She is an anthropologist um, and a former international English teacher as well. Um, there is a lot more for us to learn about Amanda. She kind of dabbles into a good bit of everything. Um, so without further ado, um, why don't we bring in our special guest, Amanda? Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> I have to say that, was, that was the most epic opening credit sequence <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. So bravo. I have Scott to thank for that. Because <laughs> I'm not doing that on my own. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, well, it's awesome. fun to do. I enjoy yes, doing he, it. So. He, he really does. He enjoys it. <laughs> so you are you are a very um you are a very busy woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where did you um I, we'll just kind of start from the beginning here to help you know our guests kind of get to really know you um so what how did you begin what got you started in the paranormal and then kind of just go from there yeah so my paranormal origin story is I think very similar for a lot of people um, I was a little girl, probably about seven years old, where I saw my first unexplained phenomenon. Um, basically, long story short, I was in my bedroom one night um, in my bed, and I looked out into the hallway and I saw an old woman out in the hallway. Um, we didn't have a grandparent visiting. We didn't have an old lady living with us. Um, and I very distinctly remember that she had on like a pink terry cloth bathrobe. She had slippers on and crazy bedhead. And she actually stopped and turned and looked at me. So she saw me before continuing into our family's linen closet. And it only took a second or two, probably. It felt a lot longer at the time. But um, I screamed for my mom. And she actually ran through the old lady. She did not see her. Okay. Um, and of course, then it was all the, oh, it was just a dream. You were imagining it. Um, but I was very much awake. I know exactly what I saw. Um, but interestingly enough, I don't feel like I grew up in a haunted house at all. That was literally the only thing that ever happened. I think I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, looking right. in the right direction. Um, so years later, I found out that the previous owner was an elderly woman and she did die in the house and her bedroom happened to be my bedroom. Um, so I'm glad I was much older when I found that out. Um, right. But that was really, <laughs> I would probably like burn the house to the ground at seven years old. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened, mom and dad. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. Um, so that was kind of the starting point for me. And this was back in the 90s. So it was way before reality TV, um, ghost hunting shows. So I started right. reading books. I went to the library and started reading books. And there was really only one set of younger books um, geared towards um, younger readers. And I just like devoured them. Cryptids, aliens, ghosts, unexplained phenomenon. Um, and 
Then mid 2000s, ghost hunting shows came out. Of course, myself, along with everyone else, I think, became absolutely obsessed. Um, around 2004, 2005, I started kind of like ghost hunting, um, you know, going to supposed haunted spots. Um, but it was very much just a curiosity for me going on tours and, and investigations and stuff. Um, in 2015, my younger brother, Jed, um, passed away after a battle with pediatric cancer. And that uh, for me was sorry. the turning point. Thank you. And I was gonna say, it's always like the downer part of the story where I'm like, oh gosh, we're gonna bring things down a bit. Um, but for me, that was the turning point where it was no longer just a curiosity, but it became a passion for me. Um, basically, I always joke saying, you know, when someone loses a loved one, they might start going to church more frequently. They might frequent the bars. I started investigating the paranormal really hardcore and going ghost hunting. And for me, it was really the only thing that brought any sort of comfort. Um, and as I was trying to find these locations to kind of explore and find these answers about what could potentially be next, I started realizing it was very difficult to access these haunted locations. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a well-known investigator like on TV. I don't have a team. I'm all on my own. And I also don't have a lot of money. Um, so, and a lot of times for these locations, they cost a small fortune. And, and mm. so it got me thinking, you know, there's haunted restaurants, there's haunted bars, there's haunted hotels that they're already open to the public. They have just as much history as the doom and gloom places you might see on TV right. and just as many ghost stories. So why not kind of start going there? So that was kind of the start of Spook Eats for me was to create this travel website that focused on haunted hospitality places that are ready and waiting for you to come and see them. Um, and my hope with that was to kind of bring the paranormal to your average everyday person. You know, I'm not the only person that's lost a loved one. Everyone experiences death at some point. And a lot of people question what potentially comes next. So right. that was my hope with Spooky. It was to kind of create a guide or a roadmap for people to go on their own adventures and experience the paranormal for themselves so that they could come up with the answers to their own personal questions instead of just, you know, believing what they see on TV or reading a book and just swallowing it as gospel truth. Um, really, you know, kind of sinking their teeth in it to it themselves and experiencing it for themselves and hopefully finding the comfort that they might need that I've been able to find for myself. Um, so yeah, that's my sort of <laughs> autobiography. <laughs> now, when, when you started out, did you start out just going to restaurants or did you, did you have one focal point versus the other or does, did you just throw yourself into it and just everything was in the mix? I threw myself into it, which probably was a bad idea in hindsight. <laughs> um, but basically anytime <laughs> I was traveling anywhere, I would just kind of take a brief look at the history some of the hot spots, I would throw it out to followers who were in the area, any recommendations they might have, um, and really just started diving in. My very first location I ever went to is the Stanley Hotel, which I was in way over my head uh, for that. Over <laughs> the, way in over my head. the go there. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was beautiful. Um, but I, I would love to be able to go back now that I'm however many years out from my last visit there. Um, just because I've learned so much and I've grown so much since then. Um, but yeah, I mean, haunted bars, haunted restaurants, haunted pubs over in the UK, um, hotels, B&Bs. Um, I kind of 
cast the net very wide um, trying to find these locations. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of put a damper on things when oh, travel yeah. was locked right. down and restaurants were like, we're only to go. And it's like, well, dang it. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had to kind of get creative with like trying to keep myself busy because I'm not good at not having projects. Um, right. But, so hopefully as things kind of return to normal, quote unquote, um, we can start Spook Eats back up again, just because it's been kind of stagnant for a while, just because it was COVID, I had a baby and nobody wants to take a baby to a bar. Nobody wants to see a baby <laughs> at a bar. So I don't want to be that person. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to be that person because five years ago, I'd be like, why the heck would you bring a baby here? Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to do some investigating while eating. How can you do it? Right. How dare I'm you be so rude? <laughs> I got a baby crying in the EVP. What the heck? <laughs> Although nowadays yeah. you never know what you're going to see. Right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you, you said you uh, did bed breakfast. Did you stay over at them then? Yeah. So um, I try when I review a place, I do try to stay overnight. There've been a couple places where I haven't been able to stay just because they're a bit on the pricier side, which just kills me. Um, but there have mm -hmm. been a couple of B and B's that I've stayed at. Um, on my honeymoon was one of them. And I didn't tell my husband that till after the fact, uh, otherwise he probably would have burned the place to the ground, um, but there's an ongoing theme here, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've stayed at a couple of haunted hotels, a couple of B and B's, a couple of Airbnb's, which is always fun. Um, I have a, an overnight stay at the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast coming up in November. So I'm excited oh, wow. about that. Um, so it's actually a whole getaway with ladies from the journal that I run, the Feminine Macabre. So it's going to be 15 women packed into the Lizzie Borden house. So stay oh, tuned wow. for, for yeah, that. You talk about that tonight, too, the Macabre. Yeah. So, yeah, you talk about that, too, because she, she's probably been for that kind of stuff, too. I Yeah, I started to... I, yeah, me really getting focused into watching, like, a video. Like, I either have to shove earbuds in my ears or, yeah. like, because I, I have younger kids and all boys, so they're very loud and and proud of it. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to watch some of your YouTube videos earlier, and I got about I, I finished the first one, and I got about fifteen minutes into the second one, and I've got the four year old just ah! I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can't do this. That's it. yeah. So yeah, once they go to sleep tonight, I'll get back into that. There you go. <laughs> So you, yeah, so you we will definitely have to talk about that though tonight because I'm I'm intrigued to hear more about yes. what's led into Later that down. and yeah. yeah. I didn't want I mean, to jump ahead. We can talk about it now. No. I don't care. Yeah. Like no, no, okay. I was gonna ask you about um the places you went abroad. Now I know you went over um just talk about those places and yeah, so I've been traveling internationally since I was 12 years old, so it's been a long oh, time. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to think about how long it's been now. I did a quick like, oh yeah, 20 years ago, and I was like, oh my god, 20 years ago. I remember 20 <laughs> years ago. Um, so, um, and it's been fun. Um, I used to teach English in China. Um, that's actually where I met my husband, but he's from Minnesota, so that's a long story. Um, but um, while overseas, you know, I got to go um, witness a, a a Hindu funeral in Nepal, which was incredible. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so unlike anything that you see here in the States. So I just 
drank that in. Um, I've been to the Imperial Crips in Austria. Um, just recently, I was in the Edinburgh Vaults um, in Scotland. And uh, my most recent international trip was to the UK in 2019, months before COVID started. So we dodged a bullet there. I would have been very sad if we couldn't have made that work. Um, But I mean, the UK is just, it's a magical place. Um, You know, I hear that from so many people. It's incredible. I've been there. I've been there three times now. um, And I finally got to venture beyond London. Um, And, you know, we went all through um, England, Wales, and Scotland. And it's just, the history is just so amazing. Um, you know, you'll be at a pub and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this pub was built in 1437, but it's not the <laughs> oldest one. And you're like, oh, of course, why would it be? So what is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the one over there is from 1192. And you're like, OK, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and uh, one of my favorite cities was York in England. And it's supposedly the most haunted city in the world. It's like the city of ghosts. Every pub claims to be the most haunted pub. Um, which I'm like, that's, I'm fine with that. I'll drink at all of the most haunted pubs. <laughs> right. Um, there was, um, yeah, there was just so many incredible places um, to visit. And they really do a fantastic job at embracing their haunted history. You know, I feel nice. like here, here in the States, a lot of times you go to a location, especially a place like a restaurant or a hotel, and you start asking questions. And it's one or the other. Either they fully embrace it and they're ready to share the stories or they shut you down right away and they don't like to talk about it. And I feel like somehow the UK has managed to find that perfect balance of like being professional and everyone is wants to go to your hotel, but at the same time, it's the most haunted hotel in in York or the most haunted hotel in in Scotland. Um, So I feel like I'm hoping that in the next few, I'm going to say years, but probably more like decades that the U S can kind of, meet the UK and just embracing their paranormal activity and haunted history and just the folklore. Uh, Because I feel like I've been to so many places where I get scolded or reprimanded for asking questions. And it's a shame because whether or not you believe in the ghost stories, they're a part of the location. They're part of the history and the lore surrounding it. So what's the harm? Um, You know, I don't know anyone that wouldn't be like, I'm not going to eat there because they say it's haunted. Most people would be like, I want to eat there because they say it's haunted. And even even if you're like, even if you're one of those people where you're not like a full believer, you're not that skepticism Mm -hmm. draws them in too. So, I mean, yeah, it's intriguing for both sides. Yeah. 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 And I always say like, whether you believe or not. It's a, I think it's a hotel and restaurant. And um, now Scott and I are both from kind of like the South Central area of Pennsylvania. So we Mm -hmm. were very close to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania growing up. Um, I can't remember what the place is called, but as far as I know, it still ran this day where like everyone knows the history about Gettysburg, PA. You know what I mean? Okay. Pretty much everybody knows. (laughs) You should know. Around (laughs) Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Better than Mary Fives. <laughs> Investigate. The, the owner of that place, yeah, right? The owner of that place is very hush-hush. She does yeah. not want her employees talking about the paranormal. She, it's like a bed and breakfast and, like, restaurant. I just can't remember. Because we reached out the one time, like, via email just to see, like, if we could get in one way or the yeah. other. And as soon as she found out that, like, we were in any relation to 
a paranormal investigation team, like she wouldn't even set us up for reservations to eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we have yeah. a place similar like that here in Western New York. Um, it was um, basically, uh, it's a former insane asylum. Um, and everyone knows that's what it is. Like the history is, it's, yeah. it's there. And I went there several years ago now. And I said, you know, I'm working on this book. You know, I would love to highlight your location. Do you have any stories for me? And they ripped me apart. Um, and they basically said that by me perpetuating the ghost stories, I'm adding to the stigma of mental illness. And at first I was like, excuse me, but then it did get me kind of thinking where I was like, you know, does uh, do events like paracons and haunted houses inside of asylums, you know, do they add to the stigma of mental illness? You know, you have that vision in your mind of, people in straight jackets, sitting in the corners, rocking back and forth. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think, you know, we do have to have a balance of sorts, but it, it got me thinking for sure. But I was also very sad to find out that they don't let any paranormal people in there. They never have, they never will. Um, because if it is haunted and there are people there, they're going to be stuck there. No one to talk to, no one to potentially help them and stuff. Um, so it does All make right. me sad that, um, places that refuse to allow people to come in and potentially communicate with the spirits there, they could potentially be cutting them off from, for lack of a better term, a lifeline um, as a way to either cross over or find peace. Um, so again, going, going back to the conversation with the UK, I think they have managed to find that sweet spot and we're still going through those growing pains for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it may it may just be really kind of more so like more of like the culture thing. They That could be an area where generations ago it, it was natural. It was just a natural yeah. thing to talk about. Here in the U.S., well, we all know, you know, our past generations, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, especially your religion it was a no-no like you didn't yes. you didn't talk about stuff like that because then you were going against your religion or your beliefs or your yeah. so yes we're getting there i think we're on track hopefully i think yeah. back i'm like if my grandparents knew that i was like sitting in rooms in the dark talking to dead people they'd be like you're going to hell i know they're rolling in their graves right now but well, I, I know that that with the past 10 20 years or there's difference, yeah. I can tell. That yeah. people are more open to it. Yeah. And he'll feel keep quiet. It's just the people, like you said, who own these businesses that don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. I don't know what if the ticket take the like you said, would get more business, I would think. But I then they start I think so some, too. <laughs> but then they get people that go in and they say, Well, I was there, it's not white. You know, I didn't see anything move or anything like that. They're happy naysayers. Then who's gonna, uh, you know, could do a bad Yelp with you? <laughs> right, bad review for you. <laughs> One star. There's no damn ghost here. What the hell are you talking about? I'm sure there are places that get those. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Like oh, no ghost. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of that right there is a, is a whole subject matter we could talk about for quite some time too. Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people 
um, who are on the fence posts about the paranormal, the ones who are still trying to understand, the ones mm-hmm. who just are complete non-believers. Um, I believe I, I heard you say earlier in one of your videos that you've actually kind of kicked off your like your research into the paranormal around like when you were around 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like same exact thing for me, like your experience and my experiences are so creepy eerily. It's actually kind of pretty, pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause like mine was an old lady situation. Mine was, Oof. but like she kept coming around and we actually kind of like figured out, Oh yeah, we know who this person is and okay. Yeah. We got nothing to worry about kind of thing. So like when we're talking about ages, I'm like, wow, this is okay. This is kind of <laughs> eerily creepy here, but I know like, okay. We both got started really in the research of it, dealing with teams, talking to teams when we were like 13, 14, 15 years old. From that time, that point in my life, from now, and I, I'm I'm not going to say how old I am now, but okay, I'm Awful. old enough to have. <laughs> I, I know. That's black now. <laughs> you don't tell a woman secrets like that. No, oh, I, I won't. As in, as, I know. Not like <laughs> I know. I know some of your other secrets, so I'll keep that one in the wraps. <laughs> I, I, For now, I'm older. I'm older than thirty-five. I'll put it that way. Oh, you like, But so much, so much has changed in mm-hmm. in that time. So, I, I think it's taking a lot longer than what all of us in this field would really like to see it take, but I mean, yeah, it's a slow progression, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But any progress is good progress. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'll take, take it together. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. I think there's a lot more groups out there. Yes. There were, I mean, when we first started off, it's like, like said, but then I was hundred groups out there. Yeah. So I think social media makes it so much more accessible now where you get to know yeah. more groups and they can mm-hmm. share their content, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, right. YouTube, you know? Yeah. So I think social media is it's a double-edged sword when it comes to the paranormal and oh, literally yeah. everything. Um, but I think right. in that way, it's great because it has kind of expanded the community and has connected right. people that would never be connected otherwise. And the more the, the more technology that we have and the more advanced it becomes, it helps us as well, too. Yeah. Because let's just say we take a picture or we have a, a, a video clip of, of what we are calling a finding or evidence or proof or whatever. We now have technology that can read through whatever that is and be like, oh, this has been faked or yeah. all oh, this is 100% authentic. This has not yeah. been messed with in any way, shape or, you know, so it's nice because having that technology gives us kind of more of an upper hand in what we are presenting to like our fan base and mm-hmm. our followers and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And so, that's just actually came around the last eight, about eight, 10 years. We got to tell that when actually going into the phone and stuff. Yeah. yeah, back before. So with that, I mean, back before that, you could take a photo easy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nowadays, there's so many. Unfortunately, there's so many ways to actually fake mm-hmm. something. Yeah. That if if you know you ha- you have a video and a lot of people are questioning it. Okay. Hey, look here. Here's the expert, because I'm not the expert. Here's the <laughs> expert, okay? It's been analyzed. This is that person's credentials. This is like 
So don't take your beef out on me anymore about it being authentic. This person is saying it's authentic. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of gives us a scapegoat, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it. I mean, I put it out there. We'll see how shit then it is. Yeah, that's funny. You go, you go to his website now. Yeah. yeah. Go, please go. It's not my problem anymore. Take it up with him. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, um, I saw that, and we, you know, when introducing you said about you're a writer. Um, so what started that path for you? Oh, gosh. So I've been writing for a very long time. Um, I won my first award when I was 12. Awesome. Ah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's um, water. Well, toast. Yeah, water. right. Yeah, water. I really got my start writing fiction. Um, I loved writing fiction, short stories, poetry, um, even novels. Um, but as I got older, I kind of got very shy all of a sudden and I did not want people to read my stories anymore. Um, so I never shared them. I never tried publishing them or anything. Um, and then after my brother passed away, um, he actually got me a laptop. Um, and his intention was that I would write my first published book on that laptop. And after he had passed away and I really started researching the paranormal and kind of diving deeper into it, I thought to myself, you know, there are, probably millions of novels out there, um, you know, but there are a significantly smaller number of paranormal books. Um, right. So maybe, you know, instead of just writing a blog all the time, I can turn my energy and my focus towards writing this book. Um, so my very first book was The Haunted Atlas of Western New York. Very localized, painfully localized. Um, but I figured I don't have any money. I don't want to travel anywhere. Um, let me write what I know. And I had already been very interested in the local history of Western New York. So I thought, you know, let me just kind of dig deeper, see what there is. And so on this laptop that my brother gave me before he passed away, I just started writing this book. And it took about a year um, to put together and compile. And I traveled to every single location that's listed in it. It's like over 130 some odd locations. And... Um, I published it in 2019. I self-published all of my books. Um, oh, nice. and, um, and I just, I, I always encourage people, like, I feel like there's a stigma against self-publishing. And for me, it's like, I have complete control over what the cover looks like, complete control of what the inside looks like and the content and the title. And I get like 70% of the royalties as opposed to like 30% of the royalties. Um, right. so, um, I always really want to encourage people. It's very, very easy to do now, especially with technology nowadays, it's so easy. Um, right. But that was my first book, and um, it had great uh, a great response in Western New York. You know, I have it in several different local shops. Apparently, it's in Barnes and Noble. Somebody just sent me a picture of that today. I had no wow. idea. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, "That's exciting! I should go and sign the one copy that they have left." Um, <laughs> um, but that just kind of um, opened the floodgates for me. Um, I thought, you know, I can do this. People are interested in this topic, um, especially focusing on the haunted hospitality end of things. At the time, no one had been doing anything like that. Now there are a couple of other podcasts and, and websites that are kind of doing the same thing where they mix, you know, restaurants and bars with the ghost stories. Yeah. But I was the original. Um, you, are, <laughs> you are the OG. Yeah. I'm the OG. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, and since then, I just released my 10th book this past week. So 10 books in the last Very nice. two and a half some yeah, years. I've been, I'm not that. good at not being busy. I always have to have a project going. That so was hard. Kind of the hard. The Harlot one? Yeah. yeah. And I have it right here. <laughs> Cheap plug. Harlots and Hauntings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so now with you, being, with you being from New York and writing that book, what ended up being like, you know, I know you kind of, you review, especially if you're eating, like you review yeah. and kind of, you know, grade it nicely. And, yes. you know, same along with like the, the creep factor, the creepiness factor in, in like the location. And what do you think was like your absolute favorite when it comes to like both? Um, so for me, probably the one that was the most interesting is a bar, of course. People who are watching this at home, they're like, of course he picks a bar. <laughs> um, um, it's called the Swanee House. And it is, it's a dive bar. But I say that with all the love nice. in my heart. Um, and it's the second oldest bar in Western New York. Um, wow. Second only by like a few years. Um, and it just has... I mean, fantastic food, um, a great variety of different cocktails and beers. Um, and then the history just surrounding it is so rich. It's so deep. Um, it's got a great ghost story. But the the ghost or the spirit that's said to be haunting the location, he's known as Swanee House Bob. And he was a former employee that worked there back in, I believe, like the 40s or the 50s. Um, on his way home from work one night, he tragically died in a car accident. And after that, his mother brought a photo of him to hang up at the bar. And it's still hanging up there today. Um, so you can go and see Swanee yeah. House Bob. Um, fast forward probably like 50 years or something. So just a few years ago, um, someone spotted Swanee House Bob down in the basement. Um, wow. And they, they actually came upstairs and grabbed a baseball bat off the wall uh, because <laughs> they thought someone had broken in and they were like hiding out in the basement. Um, and they described him and he was like, you know, he's got a white shirt, a thin, skinny, skinny black tie. He looks like this. And the owner just like, kind of like turned to like pointed to the photo on the wall. And it's one photo out of probably a hundred different memorabilia and photos and plaques and things like that. Um, okay. so they think that Swanee house, Bob haunts the place on um, the owner considers himself kind of like the keeper of the location he's not the owner he's the keeper of it and he's there to protect okay. it which i just thought was a really cool approach yeah to it yeah. a lot of times i think people can take advantage or just completely ignore the history and i think that they right. just do a great job at kind of celebrating it and encouraging us to talk about swanee house bob and whoever else might be lurking there um and i just really like their approach it's it's not pretentious it's not um, expensive at all, which a lot of haunted locations, especially in the hospitality industry, can be exorbitant sometimes and so mm -hmm. expensive. Um, so it's always nice to find cheaper places <laughs> uh, because, again, it makes it more accessible to everyone. Um, you don't have to, you know, destroy your piggy bank trying right. to get a cocktail. At these right. So, yeah. yeah, the Swanee House. I loved the Swanee House. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to remember that one for the next time we're... <laughs> Next time we're yes. all back in Pennsylvania, Scott, we're, we're making a trip to New York. <laughs> there you go. Come get some chicken wings, come get to see right. Niagara Falls, and go to the well, Falls. Unless we get to New York for an investigation, we check it out. Yeah, I mean, we've actually, that's kind of like what's on our plate right now, is most of the places that we've been kind of looking into are all mm. 
Yeah, New York and Ohio. So Very yeah. Cool. Very good. We'll come out walk out there together. There you go. Like, <laughs> right? hit, hit me hit me up hit, if you come out. <laughs> hit, you, hit you up in Buffalo. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> never never there. Buffalo, but <laughs> I know I have, but I was way too I was way too young to remember. Uh, yeah. Let's have to York in the high school. Never well, actually, much of a city girl. I was there. Uh, <laughs> I had a parade the first time I was there. A parade? Yeah, I was in the high school band. Oh, and you went to New York for it? Yeah, St. Patty's. How oh, fun! That's sweet. That's fun. I was there all my... It was sorry. No big deal. It's fine. Whatever. I was there. They had all my color guards. I did grateful. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah, we're here stuff. But um, <laughs> but, in, our, yeah. in our heyday of being young, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one old here, Scott. Okay, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a lot older. You guys are, I'm sure of that. I wish for that. <laughs> I, I do, I do, you know. So I'm tapping again. <laughs> Wrong show, okay. All right. So, so you're talking about are you gonna call the volume two or um we start going out again or are you gonna uh, no plans of that right now. All right. But stay tuned, maybe. All probably right. not. Okay. <laughs> I was I was just sure yeah, it's gonna be You probably you probably you probably been check out new occasions too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm sure the big you, thing. Yep, you got a big file right there. All this stuff from you. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> just getting there now with the gas prices and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just did a, a 11 a, an 11. There you go. English is hard. An 11 and a half hour drive to Alton, Illinois for the Haunted America conference. Um, and like the whole time. And interestingly enough, New York gas prices were some of the cheapest. And I was flabbergasted. By that, yeah. so right, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I mean, we're gonna try to get to you this year, but we'll see how it goes. I do get one of the coming up, so looking forward to that one. I know I won't be taking a vacation if these gas prices double in by yeah. August. That's I, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere then, right? Yeah. Nope, I'll just blow up a little inflatable yep. pool in my driveway, and <laughs> that will be my vacation. Yeah. I'll be, just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's right. crazy to think about. Now I also did see that you are you also write children's books? I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I was um at home during COVID, I was pregnant and I wrote the Haunted Breweries, Distilleries, and Wineries book because I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know why I did that. And I was like, I can't enjoy any of these things. Um, but then I also started working on children's books. And I kind of thought, you know, back to my own childhood after I had that experience, there was really nothing for me to read. Um, that was my level, at least, um, right. at seven years old. So I just started kind of on a whim. I did um, two books. I called them creepy books for creepy kids. Just so people don't get too mad at me. If the they're looking at pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and um, so the first book was the cryptid ABC book and just goes through the alphabet and introduces, you know, a letter per cryptid. 
Um, you know, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, C right? is for Chupacabra, M was for Mothman, um, <laughs> F is for Flatwoods Monster, like all that. And that was fun to do. Um, and then oh, the yeah, B is for. B was for, yeah. no, I think B is for Bessie, because that's oh, okay. the Western New York right. line. Yeah. Because yeah. why, why is for Yeti? Because oh, I yeah, did not Yeti. know what else for why. Um, <laughs> um, and then the second one was um, Krampus's Great Big Book of Yuletide Monsters. Oh. Um, and it just goes okay. through 13 of the Christmas monsters found around the world. Um, and I really like to focus on creepy Christmas just because like I've always had a hard time with Christmas and then after my brother passed away I was kind of like screw Christmas like I'm not holly jolly I don't like this um <laughs> so that's why I did Krampus's great big book of Yuletide monsters um last year I released a book about Victorian ghost stories um to kind of bring the creep factor back to Christmas. So I'm trying to just corrupt Christmas as much as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Krampus book is a lot of fun. Um, it's I wrote it all in verse, in rhyme. I don't know why I did that. That was fun. Um, but it's narrated by Krampus and he introduces you to all of these creepy monsters that are found all around the world. Um, and that was a lot of fun to do. I'm not an artist but I tried illustrating these things. Um, so I say that they're doodles. They're not illustrations okay. at all. I always describe it as kind of like uh, Shel Silverstein style doodles that are very simple because that's the extent of my artistic abilities. <laughs> I saw the cover. That's nice. So. Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, yeah, I think that I'm probably going to have to add them to my cart because I think my kids need those. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there you go. Cre creepy books for creepy kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. My kids are all about it. Like, I, yeah. we actually we have um, an investigation coming up in August. We're going. Um, so we've been to Pottstown Elementary School before, but this time we're going back and we're staying a whole weekend. Oh, and cool. yeah. my 15 year old. So yeah, I know. And Noah, I'm telling you, that boy, like, he is so asked up about this. He's like, I want to go. I'm coming. I'm. I'm like, look, yeah, okay, age appropriate. Dale's, Daryl's like, yeah, yeah, bring him along. Let's break him in. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll break him in. Yeah. We're break him in. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. So it's just getting my, it's just just getting my 15 year old son to realize, though, like, hey, hey, son, you can't have your phone up in your face like this the whole time that you're right. there. Because mama's going to be like, I'll make you walk home. I don't know how far or how long it's going to take you to get there to, to South Carolina, but. You're going to yeah. walk home. We're going to find he, out. He's, he's talking about my house that's now. He's, <laughs> he's still walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I it's, I don't know. I mean, I know just because of my, like, especially my, I, I don't even want to say, like, religious background with my family because we all weren't really religious. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, certain people definitely had different beliefs and especially when it came to like your children which i feel was like mind your own like yeah <laughs> you know they're mine so it that's kind of been like interesting to see within my family because it's also watching my family transition into this with me mm -hmm. because now all of my family are seeing me 
involved in the paranormal and I started at you know like you a young age as well and now I'm like grinding it in my children's <laughs> heads <laughs> and some of the older ones are going to race up what are you doing I'm like what did you do wrong like oh. <laughs> so yeah I can't I can't wait to grind it in oh yeah I will be buying those books. Yes. Yay! <laughs> My kids will love them. <laughs> get, get, get them on Etsy. Okay, yeah. I can do that. Available yeah. on Etsy. Can personalize okay. and sign them. Not that yeah. that's worth anything, but... <laughs> oh, nice. I got one, <laughs> See, then I got to get three copies. That way, like, there's a good copy where... <laughs> <laughs> yes. You don't have to worry about anything happening to them. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like I've got my children's books and I have my books that my children yes. are not allowed to touch. Yeah. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I got one coming in two weeks. So. Yeah, you do. You told me about that. <laughs> I'm looking Yay. forward to that. I love books. I mean, I don't, mm. I know a lot of people have switched over to this whole like digital thing with like, with like reading. Oh. I just, I can't do <laughs> audiobooks like that. It, I'm one of those hands-on people. I love yep. to have a book in my hand. And as like crazy as them. this is going to sound, I was going to say, as crazy as this is going to sound, I love the smell of books. Yes, like, 100%. One of, one of my favorite places to go into, and, and I got like a really good dose of that growing up because of my mom's career. I love libraries. I love yeah. the smell of libraries. Like, it's just, I don't know. We got we to like bottle that and like sell it as like a yeah. candle or Febreze spray. Yeah. There were different locations out here yesterday. We went to one there today. Yeah. I know. I got to check out art. Like we still have it. Like with just moving to South Carolina, we've been taking up the like more enjoyable things, I guess you can say, on the weekends with the kids. But like now it's like, okay, now I got to find like the closest library. Now I got to find like, the, you know, yeah, now I got to work on that stuff. But we do check now. out because a lot of do summer activities for kids. So you try to get into that. Yeah, I know. But most of them, my kids are like, my kids are considered too old now. Like they stop doing them by the time they're a certain age, especially like, so like the Reader's Club, we were a part of like a Reader's Club, um, and I'll tell you, it was back in Indiana, it's part of the reason I stopped going to it, was because, so they had different time slots for different age group kids. Well, gee, thanks, considering I'm a mom of a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, yeah. and a 15-year-old who are all in different time slots. Yeah. So, and well, Hello. like my 15, my 15-year-old was too old anyway, so like. Nice luck, man. But I mean, hey, depending on what it was, what they would have been. I mean, he loves reading too. Like, he's actually right. he's he's gung ho right now that he's going to college for like something re related to like psychology. So, Mama's been buying him all the psychology books, and he's I mean he's <laughs> he's been eyeball deep into into one of them here recently. So I mean, even even my kids like to read. They'd rather have the book versus you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And like, I guess we're in the paranormal. We try to find every book we can to read about it. <laughs> I, I know. Like she was saying, like she was saying, it was hard when we were kids. We there wasn't. You really kind of had to go into the adult section. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. of the books, and even like I don't. 
so I grew up in a very small town. Everybody knew everybody kind of like thing. So like if I took out an adult book, everyone was like, oh, I'm yeah. mom. <laughs> like, okay, my mom works at the library. <laughs> like, so yeah, 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 you really couldn't find really. Yeah. And and like you said about the one book is in a rhyme, but that's catchy to kids. I mean, yeah. shit, I'm an adult and it's catchy to me. <laughs> but you know, it's it's catchy to it's very catchy to kids. So yeah. I mean, good concept. I that, like it. <laughs> I started off with um, actually one of the first books that I was reading about was Hans Holter. Yeah. I, I tried that and stuff. it went way over my head. I yeah. was way too little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, I started reading that while I was 17 years old with that when I started reading that. But I started with the, 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 the monsters, the cryptids, that kind of stuff. And yeah. got there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll admit when I was younger, that stuff definitely still did confuse me a lot more than what it does now. I mean, and because and a lot of it was just more it's more so based because of like folklore and location to certain folklore. Like it's the same darn thing, <laughs> but it's called three yep. different names, four different names because it, it's it's happening in four different locations. Yep. But it's the same thing. Like so yeah, trying to learn about that kind of stuff when I was younger was de was definitely kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too much. Right. Yeah, just a little. But now, yeah. Scott, you wanted to talk about like the, the like the series thing that she is doing with like the um the other. Now it is they're all females, but do they come? Are they do they come from different kind of? realms perspective of like the paranormal is yes. it is it all paranormal related or now so i originally called it a paranormal journal but then i realized like even though i think paranormal is a very broad term it can go even broader so right now i'm calling it a paranormal metaphysical and occult journal um, okay and basically it's um we opened it up to anyone who identifies as female or non-binary. The second volume, we opened it up even further. Um, and I basically say, if there's a topic your mom tells you to not talk about at Thanksgiving, that's what we want you to write about. Um, whether it's hauntings, folklore, cryptids, witchcraft, tarot, astrology. Um, the right. last volume had um, a, a, a woman wrote all about botany um, okay. and how um, basically death appears um in various plants and stuff whether it's in the name or how they were used it was so interesting um and my favorite thing about the feminine macabre is that i as the editor i go through and i read everyone's submissions and i am the bad guy i pick and choose which ones go in and which <laughs> ones don't but i get to learn so much um you know right. like my area of expertise expertise is hauntings they're ghost stories a little bit of folklore but that's really my focus i don't know anything about it i don't i know nothing about astrology um you know astrology um witchcraft tarot that's not my wheelhouse i don't know those things so when those types of articles come in i get so excited because i get to learn something new um and that's my hope with anyone who reads the journal it doesn't matter what your interests are um my hope is that whoever reads it, and it doesn't matter, again, if you're young or old or gay or straight or a man or a woman, um, my hope is that everyone can walk away having learned at least one right. new thing. Um, so we we just released our third volume. Um, volume four is coming out in September. 
Um, and we're just going to keep continuing to do it as long as there's an interest in it. Um, nice. So I'm really excited about it. I love the community that it's created. A lot of the women featured in the journal have become this beautiful little community. They support each other. Some of them hang out in real life now because they happen to be in the same volume together. They happen to be in right. an interview together, which I just oh. think is so cool. Um, is. So it, it was really exciting to just kind of start this on a whim and see that there was an interest in it and there was kind of a niche that needed to be filled with it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and I think, especially in the last couple of years, um, I've seen a whole lot more of this, like why aren't more women supporting women? Like mm -hmm. why aren't Sorry. we doing this kind of like yeah. movement happening? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So to see someone take advantage of, of this time in, in our society where yes, more women are really starting to step up and support each other and to see it happening this way in that kind of way is really awesome because you're kind of taking the, the taboo-ish, so mm -hmm. to speak, kind of things about life and you're bringing it to life. You know, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> part of what you're doing. And, you know, kind of like you were saying, even if they don't really walk away learning too much, maybe if it just opened up their mind mm -hmm. yep. about something just yep. a little bit, you know, like yeah. is extremely beneficial. So that's, that's a really cool concept. I like yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's Good been a, a cool journey to watch it kind of be mm -hmm. like the idea in my brain to, all right, like, like throw the submission guidelines out there, see if anyone's interested. And then to actually get real life people who took the time right. to write something for this. Like I thought I would have to pretend to be 30 different people just to like get it up and running. <laughs> and that was not the case. Thank goodness. Cause that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> what? So who, I mean, who are some of, who are some of the ladies that you've got like the pleasure of working with so far? Yeah. So, um, we've gotten, um, you know, just writing forwards, um, we've gotten Patty Negri from Ghost Adventures. She wrote yeah. our first forward. Uh, Michelle Bellinger, who um, most people know her from Portals to Hell right now. Um, she wrote mm. our second forward. And then Bridget Marquat, um, who my husband, like, peeked at that. He was like, the Playboy Bunny? <laughs> like, yes, from Girls Next Door. She wrote Volume 3 for us. So it's been great to really connect with women who have kind of managed, like, make it in right. the field which is awesome and then like more of the grassroots women um i've been able to work with um alex matsuo um from the spooky stuff um courtney eastman from the ghoul guide um kate Sherrell, who's over in the uk um she has a great page called burials and beyond and she does a lot of stuff with um like victorian mourning and spiritualism oh, okay. which that's my obsession um so i love working with her um a woman named Sarah Blake, who she runs a website called Hushed Up History, where she just writes about the most wacky things. She has been featured in every single volume so far. She's managed to her something. Out. <laughs> She's fantastic. For, I think it was volume two. She wrote about the like a talking stove that was documented in Spain by the police force. Like, I have no idea. It's the it's the wackiest thing. But she just finds these things where I'm like, this is insane. It's got to um, be a 2022 stove. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, because now, I mean, stoves talk to you. Your refrigerator talks to you. I it's mean, true. shit, my toaster talks to me. Like, 
It's awesome. Gotta be and one she, of the futuristic ones. <laughs> yeah. And but she is the old, I said, aside from myself, because I always squeeze an article in, but she is the only one that has managed to get something written every single time. She's chosen a fascinating topic every single time. It's well researched, it's well written. Um, right. so I told her, I was like, girl, you need to brag. Like you've gotten into every single volume. <laughs> like that's those are bragging rights right there. Like we have some others that have been in three out of the four. Um, but she's going to be the only one, you know, clean sweep so far. So she's got to keep it going. No pressure. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. You get all these submissions too. That you have to freaking choose. Yeah. Yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. Now was that, how, how did you go about that? I mean, did you just kind of like throw it out there to like your social media to like your, this is, <laughs> how did you even begin to like find these women. <laughs> so basically I made a blog post on my website and I just okay. started sharing it everywhere on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And then I really started connecting with people that had podcasts. And I was like, can I please even just for 10 minutes, come on the show just to say like this, we're open right now. We're up and running. We want submissions. Um, because I, I am very adamant about it's submissions only, you know, I pull right. from what people submit in. I'm not going to pursue anyone. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled that it's kind of started to find a life of its own and that I don't really have to promote it too much anymore. Once submissions open, I'll post it every so often to my Facebook or my Instagram, just so people, it stays on their radar. Um, right. But I think especially ladies within the paranormal that are writers or interested in writing, um, it's on their radar. And I always encourage people, like if anyone's watching is inspired to do this, you know, I really want to encourage anyone who's interested to just at least go to spookeats.com and read through the guidelines. Um, they're way more intimidating sounding than they really are. <laughs> it's, it's just find an interesting topic, research it, write an article on it, send it to me as a word document. That's it. Um, right. And like, for me, like it is, they're all their print copies, their print books. I don't do digital because I'm not good at technology. Um, <laughs> and I don't like digital. I like print books. Um, and so I tell people, you know, for me, the first time I was published in an anthology, that it was an actual published book that I put on my bookshelf, that was a turning point for me where I thought, I can do this. And my hope is with, you know, these books, it's the same thing that for ladies that are featured in it and they, you know, they see their names on the back of the cover and they flip through and they see their article in black and white, right. that it inspires them to take that next step and, you know, independently publish your books as well, you know. Um, so again, if anyone's watching this um, and is inspired, um, submissions for volume five open in October. They'll be open October 1st to January 1st. So it's a nice, pretty decent sized window. Um, I'm in the process of getting a really cool lady writing the forward, just say, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, Most people know her. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I just, you know, I'm the only person that reads them. I'm not intimidating at all, I hope. Um, you know, so, you know, take the chance. You got nothing to lose. Um, and it's a great little community. You know, we're going to the Lizzie Borden house this year. Um, and then Salem as kind of like a, a girl's weekend of sorts. Um, and then oh, we want awesome. to <laughs> yeah. try to do that every year. Um, eventually I would love to host like a convention of sorts where writers featured in the books can give lectures and share their findings and information. Um, because we need more of that in the world. You know, I think there's, right so much information out there for gentlemen 
in the paranormal. Um, and this is just kind of trying to even the playing field a little bit and just shine a light on the work that the ladies are doing because it's just as important. They're working just, you know, with just as much integrity and they're working so hard. Um, and a lot of times they kind of get ignored because they're not a bro in a tight black shirt running through an abandoned building with a oh, on oh, the walls. Oh, way off. <laughs> 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 That's all I'll say. <laughs> and I, I, I that's actually, that's really, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, a, a lot of credit to you for even coming up with that idea and, and wanting to, you know, do your whole concept with this. I, you're absolutely right. And I, and I mean, we've talked about this. I know Scott and I've talked about this a, a couple of times now, I think even on our podcast, um, just with certain different guests, but there is a difference. I mean, now, yes, there's similarities, um, but there are differences in how a man and a, a females investigate, mm -hmm. you know, may it be, Okay, maybe we are a little bit more soft-spoken and we don't just go ripping into a place and like, here I am, you know, yep. like, you know, so there's yes. definitely differences. Yes. I mean, yes, there's definitely a lot of similarities, but we know there's differences. And this, this book, the book series, however you play this out, I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I hope it Thank keeps you. going and just keeps going. You know, hopefully that will kind of, really help to enlighten that as well that you know yeah. there are, yes there's absolutely differences yeah that's yeah. fingers crossed you know i hope that it creates opportunities for the writers right. i hope it inspires them to keep going and staying curious and keep exploring um because they have so much information to share and so much knowledge that they have um and it would be a shame if it just stays up in here you know, right. share it with the masses, you know, because it could change the way that people approach the paranormal or change the way they think about something. Or they might right. be like, oh, I never thought of that before. Um, so that's the hope. That's the dream, at least. We'll see. And I know for some people, sometimes it just takes the right person speaking to you for like something mm -hmm. to like click. Yeah. Somebody can tell you the same thing 10 times, but it just it takes hearing it from that one right person. Yeah. for it to compute you know what i mean yep. which which makes a difference because you never know you could be that person who was going to make that difference for that other person yep. so yes i mean and and we kind of feel the same way this kind of this you know sharing is caring you all like i mean <laughs> you know as as corny as that phrase is i mean it's it's so true at the same yeah. time i've you know, always said that there ever since we started there i yeah. mean and, and it's sad to see so many people that are still like, no, like, I'm just going to like hog, like all Keep this it all information to myself. To myself. Yep. And, and I know we, we see a lot of it with, you know, just different techniques and stuff like that with actually mm -hmm. investigating. Um, yeah. Well, researching, because it's not just the investigating part, it's the researching part as well yeah. and how certain people approach it. And it's kind of like, man, if like, if you've got something valuable that you could share with me. Share. That's going to save me. Yeah. That, yeah. That's going to save me maybe a little bit of a hassle because I'm not as technically inclined as like some people. I would love that knowledge. Yeah. I would love to have that knowledge shared to me. Like, yeah. 
but no, we, you know, we, we, <laughs> we know there's still those within this field that are still very like, eh, it's mine. Yeah, it's a, it's it. a comp, it's a competition, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's not like, let, yeah, we have we no idea what the heck's going on. Let's try to like work together to figure it yeah. out. We right. never went into it like that. We always had, yeah, we never. No, I think, I mean, I shouldn't, okay, I shouldn't say never. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the only time where I was actually very resistant on sharing information, and this goes back to, I, I was probably 15, 16 years old, like when I was on my first, my first like team or the second team that I was on. So I, there, there was this group and what we took notice to is there was this group that kind of like just kept following us around Gettysburg. Mm. And there was an older gentleman that kept asking, like, well, you know, like, where are you guys going next? How are you, like, how are you researching it? What is that? And I'm like, why are you so nosy? (laughs) But in my defense, y'all, I was a smart, you know what, teenage kid, okay? So, I mean, to have someone approach me like that, I was like, get get out of here. Like, (laughs) This is Stranger the third danger. place that we've been. Yeah, yeah. Like this, and, it, and it really was. It was like, why do you keep following us to, you know, from location to location? So I oh. like, I, by that point in time, I just felt very annoyed and I didn't want yeah. to share anything with that dude. I just wanted him to get away from being in front of me by like three feet, like just go back there about 20 feet. Just go back in your minivan and let me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of those moments. But yes, oh, for the most part, we are we are very oh, yeah. um, <laughs> we're very pleasant when it comes to sharing. <laughs> so I know yeah. um you ha- you do have other like projects going on. Like I know you did a <laughs> you did your first kind of like online paracon. Oh, because geez. of the whole COVID thing, I kind of saw yeah. like clips of that. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that experience like? <laughs> Honestly, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was uh, back in the middle of COVID during you know, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was run by um, Courtney from Haunt Johns and then the guys from um, Haunted Magazine, who I've been working with for a few years now. And... It was just, it was really cool. It's all online. So it was kind of up to you to like go to the right website or go to the right video at the right time. Um, but you know, we had so many people doing things on, you know, antique photography and um, walking through a cemetery and looking at symbolism. Um, I talked right. about, you know, my five favorite haunted restaurants because that's what I asked I'll, you to talk I, about. I actually watched it. But... Oh, did you really? <laughs> you're, probably talking about, you're probably talking about Tui Snyder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved yeah. that. I was like, this is great. Um, yeah. So I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and I would have loved it if they had like continued doing it just because a lot of people can't afford to travel to conferences or paracons or they just live so far away that they can't make it. Right. So it was a great option for everyone to kind of be involved in this. Um, and I just yeah. had a blast that week and kind of hopping from Facebook page to Facebook page, watching people's videos and just- I did the same thing. Right. <laughs> it was so much fun. I, I thought he said that too. I'm, I guess you can get to go on for it, but- Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It's really neat because more people, you know, Amanda, like you were saying, 
Okay, because of what COVID has kind of like done to us, our society, it, yes, it's been very unfortunate, but it also opened up a lot of doorways and doing things differently. And yes. it's become more beneficial to a larger group scale of people. Yep. So I like I find it interesting because what I'm starting to see is even though people are getting back to normal with like their paracons, their conventions, their, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. more and more of them are still being like, but hey, we're going to give you this option too. Yep. And I think that's super cool that, you know, just because things are opening up and things are kind of like going back to normal, that a lot of these people are still willing to like offer that as a way yeah. for people to see the speakers and stuff. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it, it sucked. You know, none of us like being cooped up, but it has we're looking for a silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I wondered, I like, I wondered how that went for someone who was in that, because I know I can be very socially awkward at times, <laughs> but then I can also be very like camera shy at times. Mm -hmm. So it's like. You camera shy? Oh, God, right. I can, I like, but this has really helped me with that. This That's good. has really helped me with that mm -hmm. because before I like, unless I was publicly speaking, I'm, I've done a lot of public speaking and I, I mean, I had to get used to that real quick when I was real young. Um, mm -hmm. but the, the whole like internet and sharing videos and stuff like that, that wasn't really my cup of tea until mm -hmm. I started doing it for like a smaller group of people and like worked my way, like really into it. Yeah. But this has kind of got me what got me to my comfort level now because it's been it's been more of a, a consistent of you know regular basis thing for us. So it's like been beating it into you. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed doing it. I mean it's hmm. We'll have have people on too who can tell their stories right. and yeah, you know we try to strive towards that. So and having different people on too, like I really enjoy having different types of people on. You know, not just the we. I mean, we've spoke to literally probably just about everybody now, except for maybe like a demonologist and. But no, we did right. speak to someone who did like tinker around in demonology a little bit, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. So actually, he, yeah, he, yeah, I think he postponed. <laughs> no, he this, this was, yeah, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm not thinking of the guy that like yeah. just postponed. It was someone else that we were talking to that kind of, I think, only like um, dabbled into it like a little bit though. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, we had so yeah, like 47 guests so far. Some kind well, of, <laughs> yeah, some kind of, yeah. They can, it can kind of jumble together at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. 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 And and it's, it's funny because like you start talking, it's like, Oh, I remember talking about this with like, and then it's like that one thing gets mentioned or brought up. Then you're like instantly like, it's that's who it was. That's exactly who it was. Yeah. Like, you know, instantly, but you just spent the last 15 right. minutes frying your brain, trying to figure out who it yeah. was. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 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 my world. <laughs> that's, that's that's where it usually goes. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, Jen, what's 
So um, why don't you share with um, with the viewers where all they can find you? <laughs> where can they find you? Where can they find your books? Yeah, so um, my website is just spookeats.com. Um, nice and easy. And then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I'm just at spookeats. It's nice and easy. It's consistent. Um, right. And then if anyone's interested in the feminine macabre, um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. If you just look, the feminine macabre will pop up. Um, and um, if anyone's interested in reading through the submission guidelines um, for a potential future volume, if you go to spookeats.com slash feminine macabre, you can find it there. Um, and if you're looking to add to your spooky library, um, it's just the uh, spookeats.com slash shop. It's really hard to say. <laughs> okay. So, but that's where I am. And I'm a millennial, so I am always on social media. So I'm constantly <laughs> updating and constantly posting pictures and stuff. So yeah, come find me. Right. I think it would be interesting to have, you know, to have you back too. I just, I kind of looked at our timer and I was like, oh yeah, like we're, we're over an hour here. Amanda talks um, too much. <laughs> we love the talkers. We love yeah. the talkers. Oh, so. I used to do a radio show and I was like, you need to do more. We need, we got an hour to fill. Let's go. Right. So you got to fill it. it. Yep. Yeah. So, like, is she our problem doing that? So, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I do it. You know, wonderful, soft, good light. My God. Yeah. And that's why it yeah. kind of sinks at times because you get in a really good conversation or you get like really, in, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. now I'm kind of like, am I boring people <laughs> now? Are you still no. awake, y'all? Like, you know? <laughs> so. Yep. That's why we that's why we started seven o'clock from my old butt so you yeah, stay awake on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm usually in bed by 9 30. So all right. All right. <laughs> but we would definitely, I mean, if you're if you're up for it, if you're game, I mean I I'm down for having you back. I'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Um maybe talk, talk more about like your books and yeah, definitely some of the um so Scott and I um he, here recently, we'd be kind of like re-oiling all of our lovely gears here. Um, so more talk about kind of having guests on just simply and solely to talk about their personal paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, hey, even just having you back to come and talk about some of the places that you have been to and what yeah. you did experience. And, you know, but y'all got to go out and buy the books too, okay? All right. Yeah. I'm not going to just like tell you everything. We're only going to give you so much time and you better get those books. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because we, we enjoy that too. We enjoy when the conversation yeah. just kind of like smoothly glides along in it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, we've been talking yeah, for so long I'm, already. I'm, I read through my books so far. I need anyone to read. So I'm looking forward to that one coming. Yay. So. It'll go out the yeah. end of the week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, you're not you're too far away either. <laughs> no, so it should be right. nice and quick. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it early. Awesome. Thank you right. so much. Yes, and I will I will definitely be um getting some of those copies of your children's <laughs> books. I mean, um, uh -huh. I'm gonna get some for myself as well, but <laughs> priorities, kids come first. So yeah. you know, yeah. I'll put them in the cart first. Yeah, right. And then I'll end mine is how we oh, how that I'll, I'll, I'll some fix it you, but other things are <laughs> get out of here. Exactly. Isn't, isn't, isn't there your bedtime yet? 
Out of it's here. my bedtime, but what time is it? Uh, well, yeah, it's soon about their bedtime because <laughs> isn't my mom? It's summer. It's I don't care. I'm the one who has to put up with you all day long. Go to bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, Except for the weekends. I mean, we've been doing a, a lot together on the weekends, so it's like okay, let's kind of treat the the weekdays not as like the party days here. Okay, let's kind of keep that to the weekend still. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> it's working out okay so far. <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, luckily I got the bath and showers out of the way earlier because I was like, man, I just, I have a funny feeling. I know how this is going to go tonight. Like <laughs> we're going to get done and then they're going to fight me when it comes time to get a shower. Yeah. Scott gets to hear it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I see. So get. Yes. Oh, yes. But it was it was absolutely a pleasure um, having oh, God, you as our yes. guest tonight, and and Thank by you. all means, please come back. We want you to come Anytime. back and <laughs> share some more with us. Yeah. Um, so we encourage all of our you know all of our followers. Um, you know, go follow Amanda. Check her out on all of her social you know media platforms, and um, make sure you're checking out her books too. You know, we we all love to sit and enjoy a good book from time to time. So you know. Get on over there to her Etsy shop, check out what she's got, and and put some in your cart, okay? She'll appreciate it, and so will we. I will. So, <laughs> exactly. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Come to me, yeah. <laughs> but, yes, we will, I, I think we'll definitely have you back, and it's, it's definitely awesome. been a pleasure, so... Um, if you guys have any questions for Amanda, um, you know, you're more than welcome to comment on this video. Um, if it's something we can't answer, we will definitely reach out to her and get those questions answered for definitely. you. <laughs> but with that said, we are going to let you all go for this evening. And we thank you for sticking around with us and hanging out with, you know, Scott and, and Amanda and I tonight. So enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night and we will see you on our next episode. Happy Halloween. Have a good night. <laughs>